1: You'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit ScoreNorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
2: Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, Through the miracle of technology, we are going to do something that uh, JHS has never done. Now, first of all, it's Judd, and welcome back for another season, AJ. Fredrickson, our outstanding producer, behind-the-scenes guy, and also a huge hockey fan. So, oh, yeah. welcome to the show, sir. What we are going to do is, earlier this morning, and we're recording this on Friday, earlier this morning, Jesse Pierce, Declan Goff, and I assembled to talk about a bunch of different topics, um, including caprisov the fact that the Wild is clearly trying to plan for the future and to keep him. Uh, Jess and I were in the, uh, the suite of owner Craig, Leopold for the exhibition game preseason game last night, which was on Thursday night against the Avalanche. And he talked about uh, Kaprizov's contract and about the importance of keeping him happy. Uh, We also talked about Marco Rossi's development, uh, Leopold's expectations and patience. All of those will be on the back end of this episode. Now, on the back end of the episode, you also will hear talk about Zuccarello's contract. And it was us speculating about whether Matt's would be signed or, or not, because he's going into or he was going into the last year of his contract. This is where the afternoon edition of JHS and the front end of this episode comes in, because shortly after we got done, uh, the Wild announced that they have agreed to a two-year, eight point two five million dollar deal with Zuccarello that will start next season. So the last year of his contract holds up. Uh, it in, uh, it includes, according to Michael Russo of the Athletic, a no move clause, but Matt Zuccarello is now under contract for not one, not two, but three more years. And this is going to go back to the Kaprizov talk, age, because I think what's important here is Kirill Kaprizov, who the Wild very proactively is aware of they need to keep, and despite the fact he's got three years left, that's right, both Zuccarello and Kaprizov now have identical term left on their contract. I actually, A.J., think that this has this agreement has far more to do with making number ninety seven happy than with making sure that number thirty six was locked in. What do you think?
1: Yeah, when I first saw the news, I was a little surprised. Like I understand the Kirill Capriza of Matt Zuccarello chemistry and kind of the bromance, the PB and J, if you will, of what they have here so far and what we've seen and what Kirill has kind of helped blossom into, especially elevating, I think, Matt Zuccarello's game after a guy who um after a deadline day move went to Dallas got injured and then since then he hadn't you know it it was a very will he rise back to what we once saw prior to that and then he ended up signing with Minnesota that first season i know it was lackluster but it didn't get uh, kind of revealed that he did play injured for a majority of that season and then once fully healthy i mean it it was uh it was a great reblossoming of a once I think very solid, very good player um and you know and the fans love it. The fans love it and rightfully so. I was a little shocked just because the guy's 36 right now and you have him for one more year he's going to be 37 at the end of this contract. Now you add another two years on he's going to be 39. 39 Judd and uh, yeah, great He's point. not he's not the biggest guy in the league either, so he's uh that that kind of wear and tear of NHL hockey especially at the ripe age of 39. I think it'll be interesting to see what he can do to like hold up and be in the lineup at like day to day. I don't think he by any means is going to um, have a massive, massive drop off as, as the years do continue. But you know, it, a 39 year old playing with that, what will be at the time, a 29 year old uh, Kirill Caprizov when both contracts expire. Um, The main goal, like you just mentioned is to kind of keep that, that 97 happy. Um I believe it was Bill Guerin, uh, who was quoted by Michael Russo of the Athletic saying they went to him they talked to him a week ago about this and it was a very brief like 5 minute conversation only but the main point was I wanted to bring you here or I I wanted I wanted to keep you here you've stated that you wanted to stay here and end your career as a member of the Minnesota Wild you now feel this is home um and that's all good and dandy but I think if you pull back the curtain <laughs> you're going to see that the uh, the underlying goal of this is to keep Kirill Kaprizov happy, keep the superstar that Minnesota has yearned for for years in the state of hockey. And uh, after that, when you do have that 4.125 million dollars come off the books and you have um, these Suter and Parisi uh, dead cap or dead salary cap, uh, this period mm-hmm. kind of transitioning out and you get that full range of motion back with the books, then you can re up and make him even more happy and say, all right, now we're going to be all in because you are 29 you're going to be in the prime of your career now we have the facilities to actually put the guys around you to make this a good supporting cast and make this a, a championship style roster
2: there is no reason to do this other than kaprizov there's no reason I, I, to to your point he's going to be 39 years old um he's going to have a no no move clause which means they can't <laughs> trade him if kirill kaprizov, if Matt's hadn't been savvy enough to befriend this young man who is a superstar, who you do need to make as happy as possible, who when we talked to Leopold last night, you know, again, Kirill has three years left. And AJ, it was crystal clear that they are very conscious, though, of the fact that he might not want to stay, of the the fact that there are uh, two years left of a combined $14.7 million in cap hits because of the Suter and Parisi buyouts uh and and the fact that you know what they think they'll be competitive but they don't know and they certainly don't know that they can make playoff runs and so that would be potentially dumping Kirill into it the last year of of his contract uh who knows coming off two non-playoff years coming off a couple of more first round exits Kirill also and and we talk about this at the beginning of the of the episode you're about to watch Kirill also his demeanor to me has changed like, I think he's tired of this. I think he's tired of the BS. I think he's tired of losing. I think he wants to win regular season. Success means nothing. Um, You know, goals mean nothing. Playoffs mean everything. And he's part of the solution and he can do more in the spring in the playoffs. But all of that being said, this was step one, in my opinion, of doing one thing, of making sure that until this kiddie core of kids, which includes some Russians come up here, that Mets. Matt Zuccarello is essentially, and look, he's not a bad player. He's he no. had um so, so he played in his in his first year after Paul Fenton signed him to a contract that we think we we all thought Paul is batshit bleep, and he might have been actually, um, in 20 He played in 65 games, 15 goals, 37 points, minus nine. And you're right, I think his arm was still hurt because he, he had broken that, that arm when he went to Dallas very quickly. Um, and then in 42 games in 2021, 11 goals, 35 points. But then the last two years have combined 46 goals. So I say this next thing a little bit tongue in cheek, but he's one, he's a genius. And two, he is now going to be one of the highest paid babysitters in the history of babysitting because career likes him. And here's my problem. I don't like the contract. I don't like the idea. But you know what? If Kirill Kaprizov went to these guys and said, "God, if Matt leaves after the coming season, which you know he very well might have," I don't know how I am going to take that. I hate being controlled by by a player, AJ, but I think in this case, the Wild is doing everything and they're smart to to, like you said, keep this kid as happy as possible. And if that means a couple more years at least of Matt Zuccarello on Kirill Kaprizov's line. Um, I think it's a price that you probably are going to gamble. You should pay.
1: I think after I was thinking about this a little bit, and I'm sure some people are going to argue this. The one part that I actually really, really love about the extension is the no trade clause. And now and hear me out is because I don't even want that. If you're, if the goal of this is to keep 97 happy, then I don't even want the temptation or the notion of a thought of moving on from Zuccarello at the deadline, like upsetting everything. Well, This removes that entire temptation. It takes the apple off the tree and it says, you know what? He's here. He's locked in. Unless for some reason he wants to go to the front office and say, hey, me and Kirill sat down. I kind of want to try to win one more championship before I'm done. I'll wave it. You know, send me out to New York. Send me to L.A. I don't care. This takes away any temptation to try to move him for some late round pick in a couple of years when he's at the 38 or 39 years of age, and then that could uh, rough uh, rough the waters with Kirill Kaprizov. I'm fine with the no trade clause. And if, if for some reason there is a move later on where he just says, you know, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and waive it, I'm sure he's going to run it by Kirill to begin with. So everybody's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, and I, I think you absolutely nailed that, which is um, the no move clause then also tells Kirill, your buddy is here. I, I, th- you know, this is a very, very big investment in a best friend. Um, I personally would prefer you didn't have to do it. I personally don't know how, how much Mats has left. Uh, to your point, he's not the biggest guy. He can definitely get you some points. But, you know, if they eventually move Ryan Hartman off that, that line, I'm much more comfortable with Zuccarello being left than Hartman. The last point before we get to the regularly scheduled episode of Judd's hockey show is russo also uh confirmed with wild general manager bill garen that there are ongoing talks it looks like for a contract extension with hartman and marcus Felino. um i guess what i would say there is i'd be curious to see the terms uh ryan hartman's playing on a team friendly deal which is awesome right now mm-hmm. i'm not going to pay him a lot more i think you got guys coming up the pipeline that i want to replace him i also want to force i'm not sure about you on this i want to force dean evison's hand to play those replacements like ryan hartman is a guy you can lean back on because you know he's going to do his job but he's not i mean he's not great but he's going to do his job but if that's going to stop a kid from playing count me out felino i think is important um would i trade him in the right circumstance absolutely but felino i get more And he's sort of become... I mean, Garen loves him. He's become a cornerstone guy. Uh, On Hartman, though, I'd be very careful. I would not overpay him. And I really would like to see him be a bottom six guy at some point soon.
1: I don't mind that at all. Um, I... I think I'm with you when it comes to I would rather see the guys that are in the system that are down below or maybe the guys that are going to be coming into the team um, as the years progress here. I would rather have them get minutes during this weird, awkward waiting period. You're like you're you're in the waiting room of the doctor's office right now, right? The music's playing. You're seeing people get up and uh, Vegas Golden Knights. We will see you now. (laughs) I until the doctor actually calls for the Minnesota Wild. I want to get these younger guys some some reps because yeah. when when the doctor comes you don't want to go into the the office and be like uh uh i don't i don't really know what's wrong with me i have a cough but then my arm is sore and sometimes my back hurts but only when it's less than like 50 years i want them to know exactly what their symptoms are when they get to the playoffs and they want to make that run and that's going to be by brock favor consistently playing marco rossi getting top six
2: minutes yeah i'm, I'm with you dude so i'm totally um, with you but but i want if dean's going to be the coach i want to remove the temptation of dean playing guys who remind him of Dean. You got a, you got a Billy Bean and Moneyball it. Well, Just, yeah. Payne is not on the
1: roster anymore. I don't care if he's an all-star. Now, granted, neither Marcus Flynn or Ryan Harmon are an all-star. But right. it, 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 you're not going to trade for trading's sake, but I, I'm not opposed to remove, once again, it's the temptation. Move the Remove the temptation from Dean's eyes,
2: so you have to play these younger guys. Yep. I don't, I don't keep, mind it. And kids are going to make mistakes, but two things there. One, you either sink or swim, and two, Ryan Hartman is never going to win to help you win a Stanley cup. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if Marco Rossi reaches his, and he might not, but if he reaches his potential, you got a hell of a lot better chance of him being a dy If not a superstar, which he might not be or and he yeah. might not be a star, but a dynamic top six guy centers, right? Ryan Hartman and Freddie Goudreau are great bottom six grinders. But if you, but, but you know, Dean's temptation is like, ah, I got, I got to put him back where he belongs in my opinion. Second line. It's like, no dude, No, Ryan Hartman. You know, I know that Zuccarello and Kaprizov are comfortable with with him, but I've seen dynamic lines, and Ryan Hartman is not a dynamic line guy. So, all right, age, great stuff. Glad to have you back on JHS for another season. We'll see plenty of you on that. Now, hold on a second, though. Before you think this episode is done, stay tuned. Jesse Pierce, Declan Goff, and, and I talking about a variety of subjects, including Kirill is on the back end of this breaking news. Matt Zuccarello has signed an extension episode of Judd's Hockey Show. See you all later.
3: Eat stress-free this spring with Factors' delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle, Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also, discover more than 60 add ons every week, like breakfast, on the go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to slash Jud50 and use code Jud50 to get 50% off your first box. Plus, 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at Factormeals.com. Hockey, yeah, yeah, My
2: favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show, and um, we actually have a lot to talk about now. Trading camp underway, regular season nears, Pierce and I not only at the game last night, and of course that's Jesse Pierce from the Bar Down Beauties along with Declan Goff, not only at the game last night to watch the abs and wild play at the X, uh, but spent about a period and a half in the suite of Craig Leopold oh. getting the answers. As only we can, as only Jesse and I can, when we pry, when we put the screws. No, I actually, it, it, it was fun. Declan, I'm sorry that clearly your invite got lost in the spam. Oh, weird. It, yeah. it used to be the mail. No, now it's a spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, before we start, and we're actually going to lead with uh, Kirill Kaprizov and a topic there that I think is intriguing, Uh, Today's show, Judd's Hockey Show, is brought to you by our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Um, Power Lodge, and look at that right there. Look at what we are checking out right there. It's new B-roll. Power Lodge is Minnesota's CF Motor Supersaur. Since they buy more, you save more, and Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape. Save thousands on CF motor, off-road, and side-by-sides, as you can see right there. Four-by-four, starting at an unbelievable $4,599, no matter how tough the job. Power Lodge and their five locations has you covered. Three-year warranty on select units as well. That's three years. Uh, Peace of mind, locations in Ramsey, Sock Rapids, Onamia, St. Cloud, and Brainerd. Power Lodge is your power sports go-to destination. Again, the largest CF motor dealer in the state. Call or visit today and check our throttle therapy buddies. Check them out. Head to PowerLodge.com, PowerLodge.com. All right, folks, let's start here. Jesse Pierce, let's start with Kirill Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Uh, Yep, yep. Your friend, because first of all, they throw him in last night and, you know, he scores a couple of goals, including just a gorgeous goal to start the game. Um, But it was interesting, a comment, and I want to build off this, uh that Brock Faber had after the game, which basically saying, because you could sort of tell this, um, Kuro Kaprizov was not pleased. Now, it's his first game. He scores a couple of goals, but yet there was a chip on his shoulder, it looked like, of some sort. I can't exactly define it. I think I know, but uh and then post game and i'm sure that you heard this beforehand post game john shipley of the pioneer press asked him about dean Evison, saying that uh Kirill looks a little bit more i don't know if serious is the right word but there's an intense intense, yeah. intense which yeah. which i which i don't disagree with after seeing that game last night so where so give me since uh since for your job as the wildbeat writer nhl.com Give me your state of career because I do see a guy who looks like he's very tired of losing and doesn't look like he's along. Like previously, it looked like he sort of deferred to veterans. I see sort of a different mood from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does. I think. The past two seasons, he's literally had to put this team on his shoulders, right? Which is no surprise. That's what superstars do. We've seen it in every other market as well. Minnesota's no different. Kirill's no different. But he and I don't know if it's like fair to say it's that Russian intensity, right? But there is. There's that different intensity. Alex Ovechkin has it. I mean, uh, you've got Panarin in New York kind of doing the same thing where it's like, they don't like to lose. Like it's not just a fun game for them. Yes, he has fun being out there. And I think he really does enjoy his teammates. It's not necessarily a knock at the team that's composed around him, but he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to stick around. And I mean, it was very telling too. Judd in, in Craig Leopold suite. That question was asked, how do you keep him happy? Is that keeping Matt Zuccarello on his contract year? Uh, All of that good stuff. I mean, it's just kind of, you need to keep him happy. You need to get him through this year and make sure he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. He's not going to be happy with hearing five years down the road. It's a contending team. He needs you to know the pieces are in place. So I think his intensity is just because he can't stand losing. I don't think he wants to be kind of that superstar on a team. That's very, as the kids are calling it very mid, right?
2: Very mid. Yep. yep. Judd Jud knows all about the I kids' did. terms, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did, but I didn't know about that one. So that that's a kid's term? It is a kid's term, yeah. It's a kid's term, isn't it? Okay, term. so I've, never used I've got one. to work that in. Then mid? mid, mid. Yep. Thank you. Okay. You
3: can exactly? you can you, you can figure out where to use it. Um. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because I don't. Um. It's already in the preseason, and I'm sure you know he's to a degree gotten over another early playoff exit. But what? It's now the third year in a row that Krilc off or at least. Thirty in a row, right, that he has been here, that that he had the team has exited in the, in the first round. So he's sick of that, completely agree. Um, I just hope it doesn't manifest throughout the season, right? Like we all honestly look at the Wild and are they going to take a step back this year for the first time? Or are they just going to be able to run this back and be another, you know, 95, 100 point win team that is flirting with either home ice advantage like they've been for the last few years? Um, not a great sign, I guess, just externally hearing that from an outsider's perspective, that he already is gripping his stick. I, I like intensity. I typically like the people and athletes in this town that when they play a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, not just going about their business per se. Um, but I don't know. To me, that that's like concerning. I would put that as concerning when I hear it from the way you guys laid it out.
2: So what what's intriguing about that, you guys too, uh, and to Declan's point, is the way that Carroll is playing. I actually sort of like 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 if he's gonna if he's gonna come in sort of uh, uh, pissed off. That's great, because, I mean, one, it's going to improve him. Two, I would love to see him start to hold his teammates to a standard. Not that they can match his standard, but, you know, if Kirill Kaprizov – because the one thing I will say is he works his ass off. So if if he's like, okay, one, I'm a superstar, but two, I am working my ass off, and I am not now the new guy in town. Like, I'm not deferring to, oh – Oh, you're, you're a veteran and you're a veteran. Um, and, and it was intriguing. And I love this Uh, with the lineup construction of the preseason game last night, you guys, he had an A on his Jersey.
0: I was going to say, is this your pitch for which, Kirill to get, which the I NRA? absolutely
2: love? No, but I want to bring up uh, just your point about the Leopold quote, because that's where I will agree with Declan. Uh, it's well, it's very self-aware, but it's also concerning because I'm going to read part of this quote, and this quote to me uh, was a very honest reaction to a thing that one is is what, um, three years away, because Kirill has three years left, including this year on his contract, but it's a very realistic view. And Craig said of, of Kirill's contract, and just, as you said, trying to keep him happy, I, I would be lying to you if, I, if it's not on our minds. Kirill's a special player, and we want him to believe that we're going to help field a Stanley Cup team. And he's a huge part of our future. But only if he stays here. And we have a great relationship with him. I think he enjoys it here, uh, blah, blah, blah. He's a good kid, a really good good kid. And we have to make sure that when his next contract comes up, it's going to be a long-term contract he signs here. I find it Jesse really intriguing that there is um on the record publicly that self-awareness that they're talking about. And so like they they're clearly aware of what Dex is saying too, which is for 2 years now, 2 years still we're going to have to navigate really big cap hits, but he's not going to accept being bad. So like they okay. there there's a there is definitely with 3 years left a clock ticking here that from the top on down This team is aware of when it comes to Kirill.
0: And I know it's probably beating a dead horse, but that prospect pool is very, very deep. And there are players there that will help elevate Kirill and Russian players at that. I'm not going to try to say Marat's last name because every time I seem to go to the Russian names that I can pronounce and it's not correct. But Marat, and then you've got Danielia Yurov too, who I think are probably a year, maybe two years away, which would be perfect timing, right? When you're restarting those contract negotiations with Kirill. Does that mean you then Sign Zuccarello to another year after this year just to keep him happy and keep him at bay? Maybe. And is that the worst idea? No. As long as Zuccarello recognizes his value and worth and if that's appropriate for them. But I do. I think there is reason to be excited. Now, I'm not sure if that's just the us Minnesota sports fans like to take is, oh, it will be better. We are going to get there. We are, we do have the future, but I do think in the Minnesota wilds case, it is fairly true. I've seen some of these young guys come through and develop. I mean, Marco Rossi, is a good example. He continues to kind of improve, and, and Matt Boldy, another one. So I think Kirill, if you show him with these prospects, show him what these prospects have been able to do, and I'm sure training camp helps that, right? He gets a firsthand glimpse at the guys that are here. That should at least help him consider it. Now, it's it's easy to want to look at the big markets, too. That's something that Craig Leopold's always going to have to battle, but, I mean, keep them happy. Give him a lot of rush. I don't know what Russian foods are, but whatever they are. Borscht. Borscht is very there good.
2: Go. There's some great Russian r- restaurants here. Moscow on
0: Moscow the on the hill. hill. That's all yeah, I know. Is my a,
2: guess is that's a main main yeah. spot. Dex.
3: Yeah. just, just keep him happy. Whatever it is. You know, I'm not a big fan of re-signing Zuccarello at this point. Um, I, I guess if Bush came to shove and you told me, you know, gun to the head that he has to be re-signed to keep Krill happy. I, all right, I guess, but I'm not in the business of re-signing guys in their mid to late 30s just to keep your superstar player happy, too. There's other guys that you can get for better value and just better players overall. So whatever that I got to do to keep them happy, I'm
2: uh, I'm on board for. So Craig also talked about um, pretty extensively as well his expectations, his patience. I want to get into that. But before I do, Dex, why don't you tell our friends, uh, if they have some, let's say, back pain or something, who should they consult with?
3: Like uh, maybe someone orthopedics.
2: Right? Yeah,
3: Yeah, like all of us. Exactly. Uh, You know, you don't want to deal with any back pain, Kirill, or whoever it might be. And if you're dealing with any type of pain uh, on your ankles, your feet, your back, your neck, your spine, uh, go to summitorthopedics.com or summitortho.com to to find a location near you. They have 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota area. Uh, And if you're really hurting, they even offer walk-in urgent care, orthopedic urgent care seven days a week. So go check out our friends at Summit Orthopedics. For the just record, I meant
0: like carrying yeah. the team, just in case people got that concern. Yeah. Oh, right? Honest, back, you know, um, yeah. carrying the team oh, God, doesn't have any back pain. Are you
2: breaking news? Are you breaking I news know. about Saprisov? Like, so Minnesota sports. Um, <laughs> so Jess, give me your uh, your takeaway from Leopold's comments because you know at this he does this uh, um, state of the wild with the media at one preseason game a year he's always optimistic when it starts but you know we delve down into his patience as well and and the the fact that it has been tough because this team has not won a playoff series since 2015. Give me your opinion of where you think he lands right now going into this year knowing the cap problems uh, but also again starting out optimistic after seeing his team bounced in the first round.
0: I mean, I thought the thing that was very telling, because generally, as you'd mentioned, it is kind of a State of the Union, very lip servicey from Craig Leopold. It's very nice. He opens up the suite to us, and, and we schmooze and whatnot. Um, but the fact that he was very honest in saying this year was really tough. It was tough the past two years to come back from these postseasons seasons after fairly successful regular seasons, right? I mean, I think he's being honest with himself. Now, I will give him credit. I think two years ago when we had the same discussion with him, he did say, five years down the road. He did say that it was going to be a while. He wasn't thinking necessarily, He, you know, we're going to make the Stanley Cup now that Kirill's here, yada, yada. I think he did recognize that. Um, but it's funny because he did kind of also push off the Stanley Cup. He said, we're going to make the playoffs. And again, we're back to that narrative of Minnesota's going to make the playoffs, which, oh. sure, he called it not a rebuild. He's not interested in a rebuild. He said the Minnesota Wild offices will never go into a rebuild, which I think is also another thing that, Minnesota fans never want to hear right especially in the hockey community but in general I think he's realistic and I think a lot of that has to do with Bill Guerin Bill Guerin has made him realistic like hey here's the deal here's what we're dealing with and the cap the salary cap did not go up this year so that hindered them even more from those buyouts so I think he's come down to earth a little bit not much as any owner doesn't want to right but he's convinced that next year the cap will go up that will give them a little bit more money and then once Parisian Suter are off the books it does look really good, right? It looks really good for those contract negotiations with Kirill. looks good with the prospects finally coming to fruition. So there is optimism to be had, not just from an owner speak, but from a media standpoint too, because I think if you guys can hold on just a little bit, not that you want to kick the can, it could be a really good thing in two, three years. I'm
3: not sure if you're alluding to this, Jesse, but you guys remember when Leopold and, 2019 after the trade deadline sent out like a soft letter basically saying stay with us after they traded you know the coils and the zuckers and the grandlins and you know you know they they traded all those guys and it basically said, stick with us it's it's going to be okay i know we're trading a lot of core players but this is part of the plan and you know i think a lot of people looked at that letter and also obviously those traded those players as like oh the wild are gonna be bad for a while well they popped back up pretty dang quick right they made the bubble playoff the next year in COVID. They have been in the first-round series every year since. They've had home ice advantage, so they definitely didn't tailspin out. But it definitely does feel like, when you look back on it, because you can't guarantee success in the future, that you look at these last three years, and especially the Blues series from two years ago, that, man, there was a window here. And with Kirill now, with two years left in this contract, did we miss that window? Um, Now, he's not going to like admit that he's obviously he's he's the owner of the team. He wants positivity, claims they'll never go into a rebuild. That's not what this organization does. But I go back to that letter. That's the first thing that pops in my head about that, because he sends out this soft letter, which was like, hey, you know, to me, it looked like business. It was just like you guys had to trade players. It wasn't like you completely gutted your franchise and gave up bad trades and stuff. But I go back to that letter. I don't know if you remember that when he sent that out. And Mm -hmm. looking back on it, they were actually fine in the short term, but they're also are still kind of stuck in the fun little spot. The wild always seem to be in, which is good, but not great. And uh, not bad enough to be bad.
2: I I think the, uh, the thing that intrigues me about this too, is the fact that nobody's asking them to go into a rebuild, but even Leopold, you can tell, despite the enthusiasm that always comes, you know, as a season is about to start, like when he gets into the playoffs, you can still sort of see the residual anger of of that defeat of those losses of that meltdown and so I wonder what his patience is like that's my one question I think he knows as a businessman hey I should be patient here and and I don't think he is in favor of firing anyone but I also think when those playoff defeats come especially with two very different teams built why you know how how, the, how those two teams were built and they both failed in the same way Uh, Because, I mean, he he flat out came out and said just last night, you know, when we get bounced, I can't watch the playoffs for a while. In in fact, his exact word, his exact quote was, I have to get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do think that while it's not a rebuild, there's definitely expectations there. And if you expect to make the playoffs, you know, at some point in time, pretty soon here, you think, "Okay, can we get passed around? Mm -hmm. So I, I just I think there are things while patience is probably prudent. And I understand that. I also think Jesse, there are some things here that have to be looked at and considered in real time. You know, why are, why are you going out in the playoffs the same exact way, two consecutive years with two different teams, but the common denominators, the coach, Well, you know, what yeah. th- stuff like that.
0: Well, and Sorry, I was going to say, I feel like we dropped the ball. I wanted to ask it. And then I kind of looked at you. Cause I was like, I think Judd will ask that question about the coach because it is. And, None of us really stepped up to the plate for that question because I am curious, you know, Here I know one Judd question was with this big bat ready to go. ready to, yeah, ask, I, ready exactly, to ask. I should have asked right? it. Yeah. I was like, good, this is you know Judd's what? time. Good
2: point. Good point. <laughs> I, I let you down.
0: You did. I'm sorry. Sports dad let
2: you down and I'm sorry. You know what? That's a great point. I should have said, I should have said the head coach. What do you think? Yeah. Your thoughts, Craig. That's a really good point, Jesse. Right.
0: You we got that. Like it was in there though. Cause I think there was a question asked about Dean being, coaching with one hand behind his back because of the cap restrictions. And I wanted to be like, but yes. what has Dean not been able to do with the team that's been fielded? Cause Bill oh, Aaron has God, done, you, you know, it, oh, I should have, I should, you're but, smarter you know, than me.
2: I didn't I had, think to was ask holding, the damn question.
0: I was holding a blondie in my hand at the time. And I really just wanted to go eat that. So I like was kind of just trying to hurry along the conversation as well. My bad.
2: Oh, darn it. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's stop there. Cause now I'm depressed. Um, <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk about a guy that uh, he had a good preseason a year ago. So take this with a grain of salt, but I do think it, it's important. The artist, formerly known as Marco Rossi, who now just told Jesse, "That's eh, Rossi. Just don't try and don't Rossi. try and change it." Yeah, no, I know. Well, Rossi. and I was looking for. I was looking forward to a season of Rossi.
3: <sighs> well, you're great at it. I,
2: <sighs> I got a I D can't plus in
3: Spanish, but I can roll my R's. I don't Dude, know how though. that happened.
2: Because because you're born you're born with it. That's an ability you're born with yeah but like, i think you're born
3: a, I wasn't able to do this in middle school or high school oh, but i i can oh. now i can i learned it later on i don't okay. I don't know how that happened, but
2: yeah jesse uh, thoughts oh no <laughs> no that, that
0: that's, that's good bad.
2: that's good yeah so he is definitely there is no question uh that he is bigger he looks stronger he looks stronger on the puck because of that, which is huge um I don't think there's ever been a concern about some areas of his game, but the two-way game for sure has been. So, in my opinion, he now more than ever deserves a real chance, Jesse. Like a real chance, not a oh, he had three bad games or he had, you know, or he didn't play strong enough. Um, I think what we're seeing now is a guy who is as much of a finished product as he's going to be as far as his strength and size. Is there anything that you can see that you've seen that would derail that other than Dean's, you know, love for his centers, Goudreau's playing wing now, uh, besides those things, do you see anything that would prohibit Marco Rossi from getting his real opportunity?
0: I mean, there shouldn't be. He's done everything that they have asked. And as you'd mentioned, he looks pretty polished. He's confident. He looks better. Again, how is that going to translate to the NHL game? We don't know. We will not know until you know, two Thursdays from now on opening night, depending on where he is now, obviously we, we all are going to say it. It's the lions. If he is not given the right opportunity with the lions and yes, that is belabored over and over, but it's true. I do. I'm, I'm curious to see what Marcus Fellino, Marco Rossi, and Freddie Goudreau can do together, because I understand the concept. I understand using Marcus Foligno as kind of the big bad wolf to go and create the space and Freddie Goudreau and Marco can do their thing with the puck and with their stick handling. Freddie Goudreau is a very good defensive player too. I think sometimes we don't recognize that. Like he's a pretty solid two-way hockey player, which I think will help. Um, And obviously he signed his nice hefty contract last year. So he's going in happy. He's going to do his thing. Um, I think it just, you need to at least try Marco somewhere else with some more skill. Try him just once. That's all I'm asking. Just for like, A game, just one game, not, it doesn't have to be against Florida. It can be, you know, within that first week, it just needs to happen because I think you got to see it. You have to see, is he who he is? But then again, also to Dean and company's credit, good players don't need to play with the best players on their line, right? Like good players are going to make their line better. So if Marco Rossi can show us that he's able to do that, then I'm comfortable But I just don't know. I, for some reason, guys, there's just this little thing. I like Marco. I just, I don't think he's this NHL savior that we need him to be.
3: Whatever gets Reinhartman off the top line, I'm (laughs) for.
2: It's not, dude. It's, it's more in, it's more in pen, it's more in ink than ever.
3: Yeah. I, I saw, I saw, I saw hashtag line heathens from Jesse, you know, tweeting him out throughout the week. And I was like, they're really going to keep running this back, aren't they? So. Uh, I'm going to follow that closely because I don't believe that that's going to work out too well. Uh, Yeah, I'm with Jess. Just for God's sakes, give it a shot here. You know, he's going to probably make the roster and I'm sure there's going to be a slow build to getting him up from maybe lesser roles into more high leverage roles. But I want to see him on the top line with Kuro Kaprizov. You know, can you make that happen? I'm not as skeptical as Jess, but I am, I'm definitely probably leaning. I lean more skeptical on him being a star than just having blinders on that. He was a ninth overall pick and he's automatically going to be a stud. I definitely do not fall on that scale. I'm I'm definitely more on the skeptic side than than the optimistic side of this future, but at the same time, you got to give him a chance and I would like to see him play on the top line.
2: So what, what's your guys, um, um, percentage wise or confidence that he can just become a very good not not a superstar but a very solid top 6 center which which by the way this team has been trying to find guys so like that's a big deal still uh start with you Jess what's your confidence that that if he is given the opportunity now with how he looks he can just slot in as a top 6 guy who might not be a star but can win faceoffs and is going to play a very important role in a position that's really hard to find sometimes
0: 72% hmm. it might be there but it's that's a solid point. 72% yeah like I I 72. again 72.5 maybe 72.6% he, he added those weights so that should add a little percentage like 0.10% yeah but, um no I just if you haven't figured it out yet I just I that's where my confidence isn't there like again I think Jules Ericksonek showed different things and Jules neck has a different body size and a different build and a different favorite word grit about him that Marco Rossi I just don't think has in him so I think that's where it's like you look at jewel who is your quote-unquote number one center he is your best center on this team as it sits right now in my opinion and Marco is not close to that I just don't think he's very close to that top six no top nine maybe but do you want your first round pick to be a top nine forward uh, top third line center no not at all so I know I just I don't think I can't I I can't visualize that not to say Ryan Hartman's Ryan Hartman should not be better than Marco Rossi, but I think he brings a little bit more than Marco Rossi does up the middle.
3: Uh, yeah, I'd probably put it like sixty five, seventy percent. Um, you know, Eck found his defensive game first, and his offensive game came later, right? And Rossi, I don't, we don't, we definitely haven't seen his offensive game at the NHL level, and he just looks a little lost defensively at his own level. And that's why they don't really trust him too much. Um, you know, Garen Garen called me out. What was that, two year, two summers ago, three summers ago, Judd? When I said I uh, think Deck has a lot of offensive game, and he said I think you he's got last more time than too. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he like he likes to remind me that hey Deck, when you're an idiot, and you're you around around. and you don't know anything about hockey players, which is a very true statement. Um, but yeah, I I would I would still think there's a path to him finding a significant, solid top six role. Maybe it's not the top three role that he was projected to be but still a very capable player that can, you know, maybe score 20 goals and put in about 50 points in a season
2: and win some damn faceoffs. Uh just last question and the floor is yours because you you are at practices all the time. Mm. Who has in, who has impressed you? What do you think of of a young core group? A lot of whom are not going to make th- this team, but are there certain guys um that are that are on the radar, but not prominent names that have stood out to you in practices or in games that you've seen.
0: And I'm not sure if it's prominent, but Jujar Kara has really done a lot. Like I'm, I've been very impressed with his camp and obviously the organization has too. He's played three straight games, uh, preseason games, and it looks like they're giving him a real good look. Now, again, you go back to the money. They don't have the money. They're going to have to make some wiggle room. Cause they're going to need him mostly to take on the road trip. They don't need him for that home game. And the reason I'd say Kara, unfortunately, I think Sammy Walker deserves to have an NHL spot can't afford him. And also you're not going to sign Sammy Walker and bring him up here to put him in the press box. You can sign a Jujar Kara, put him in the press box, right? He's somebody that you don't mind having sit out whereas Sammy Walker could go down. So as far as those guys, I mean, they're probably, and they're not new unsung heroes by any means, but, they're still my top ones. They're the closest that I have seen. I mean, at practice, everything, they're just do every little thing right. And good for Kara. He's somebody that's coming in with a lot to prove, right? They signed him kind of last minute. And I think he can play that gritty, grindy, fourth line, third line role that that they need. And again, come in and out of the lineup without any problems. I think you will see Sammy Walker, just not this year, unfortunately. And again, I think he's doing tremendous. He's had a fantastic camp. Everything we saw glimpses of last year, he continues to improve on. So, again, t- talking back to our beginning point, the future, Sammy Walker will be here in the Minnesota Wild. And I think Sammy understands that, too. He's going to go spend another year in Iowa. It is what it is. Um, that still doesn't answer the question. I don't have any new people, guys. I'm sorry. No, but that, that's good.
2: No, no, no. That, no, that's fine. <laughs> and, and in fact, in fact, that insight, if you want more of that from jesse pierce bar down beauties with her and kirsten call which is a great show which i appeared on at ray j's in woodbury a couple of days ago it was fantastic they are great and and then of course uh, check out nhl.com jesse covers the wild on a daily basis so her written work appears there and it is very good as well jesse thank you much declan um i'm sure there are some things some house cleaning things that the folks need to know before we skedaddle
3: uh, hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here on score North. You can head over to purple daily for Vikings Vent line as well. Uh, hit yeah, Hit the subscribe button. Pass shoot score. We'll be back next week.